Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. My name is Zach. And I'm Zar. So this is attempt number two of trying to record from our own humble abodes. And I gotta say, I'm not a big fan. It's it's not easy. <laughs> I would retweet that sentiment, JP. Like All it, the stars have to align for us to get everything perfect and nothing go wrong. Like, it doesn't matter to me that Czar smells and, you know, it's just, I miss those guys. I miss having them next to me. I call it a strong smell of musk. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> Can't breathe, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing our best right now to try and pump out some content while we're all stuck at home. Um, obviously it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to do anything just because we've been trying to figure out what the hell to do about recording, but Zach and I put out a, uh, like a Nintendo direct mini pod the other day. And I think we found that this solution that we're doing is working out pretty well. What do you think, Zach? Uh, you know, I am hopeful and we'll see how it goes. We got Zara in here. So we're adding a, another third. We're adding the OG third to us. So, um, we'll see how it goes this time. Cheers. Yeah, Zara, you actually, you missed out with that mini pod that we did a couple days ago. It was actually really fun. Oh, I'm so sad. I wanted to be a part of it. Talk some, some Switch shop. Especially since you now actually own a Switch. I know, and I love it. It is probably one of the best consoles ever made. I love yeah. being able to play it on my TV and then lay down in bed and have a kickstand and I can still play the exact same game. <laughs> yeah, that's what's incredible about the console. Welcome to the future. Love it. And uh, Zar, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Xenoblade is coming out May 29th, and I'm going to need you to get that game so I can get off your back on it, okay? okay. Ooh. Is it multiplayer? Um, no, but your uh, your wife can watch. Well, that's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it's a I good think, story. I think he meant with us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I can watch you too, man. I, I love that game. All right, in this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about the ludicrous Animal Crossing sales because of this pandemic. We're going to be talking- Luda! Yeah, no joke. <laughs> we're going to be talking about some big Mario game rumors for the Nintendo Switch. And we're going to be what talking- What could they be? Yeah, right? And we're <laughs> going to be talking about Xbox- How do I even say this? We're going to be talking about Microsoft's anger towards everyone for asking for switch ports. Is that right, Zach? Yeah, it's a it's a funny conversation. More of a kind of like your ninja tweet. Oh yeah, how he responded to it. I like funny conversations. We're going to be talking about The Last of Us Two getting delayed, and finally, we're going to end this episode with games that are coming out this week. Um, as I stated in the last mini pod that we did, we're trying something a little new where we're gonna be releasing two normal episodes a week. So the first episode you guys are gonna receive this week is going to be our articles and the games that are coming out. And then later this week, you're going to be receiving uh, the normal segment that we do to kind of just mix up every week. Uh, this week, we're just doing a normal what games have we been playing episode. So expect that to come a little later. It's pretty hype. We're trying something new. So we would love your feedback and what you guys think. That's for sure. Yep. Absolutely. What do you say, guys? Should we just get right into this? Let's do it. Let's do it. First up, Animal Crossing sales. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's not a lot to do right now. You don't <laughs> fucking say. That's an understatement. <laughs> and I don't know if you also know this, but it's kind of very pessimistic right now in the world. Yes, that's true. And that's exactly why I think Animal Crossing is hitting these ridiculous sales i think life simulators are what's in since none of us have a life at the moment <laughs> right. yeah absolutely <laughs> especially ones that are cheery and happy like this one something we need in our lives right now and when you can't go about your day-to-day -day life why not do it in the game <laughs> yeah right because you know in real life what i'm usually doing is just catching butterflies and fishing in my neighbor's pond for <laughs> boots and easter eggs because of the stupid event that's going on right now but i digress I <laughs> all right jp let's fill our listeners in what do you mean ludicrous sales what's going on right now so according to the article we're looking at right now the title sold 1.8 million games in just three days in japan just in japan that is not world sales that is just in japan damn and that's being yes. recounted by christopher dring of gameindustry.biz he reported those numbers 
And what's really interesting about that is JP says three days and it's just in Japan. It also doesn't include digital sales. That's not digital sales. It does not include digital sales. Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah, and it's also, it was the number one seller last week in the UK too. And um, so I expect, I don't know, by the end of the month, we're going to see some pretty crazy final numbers on, I mean, not final numbers, but pretty crazy numbers for Animal Crossing New Horizons. This could possibly set a record for game sales. I mean, at least for Nintendo. So if you look here, they're actually giving some statistics about other games that have come out recently. By comparison, the previous three-day Switch record was held by Pokemon Sword and Shield, which had over 1.36 million copies, both games combined. And before that, it was Smash Bros. Ultimate at 1.2. So not only is this a record, but Animal Crossing New Horizons blew those other games out of the water. And yeah, not even competition. Yeah, it's outstanding. And I'm not going to lie and say that I don't think that the virus has something to do, to do with that. But I also think it's because of how quality the game is. And how hyped it was. Oh, yeah. It, they had an entire uh, time tra or uh, oh, what's it called? Timeshare presentation just to get people onto this island. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, this is the perfect storm, really, given the um, awful circumstances that are going on in the real world right now. And given that this was a game that it got delayed from last year, so it was already very, like, amped up. People were hyped for it. And then Nintendo did a good job marketing it. So I think this was just, like, the right place, right time kind of thing. And that's why Animal Crossing is literally blowing up. I think up. the memes of Doom Eternal along with Animal Crossing helped spectacularly, too. I mean, that was just free advertising for both of those games because I think Doom Eternal set a couple records itself. Didn't hold a candle to Animal Crossing, though. <laughs> no, but, no, but still, in its respective field. But, I mean, I think out of the two, I knew that Animal Crossing was probably going to do better. I think it's got a wider market. Just, just a hunch. Now... What I find super interesting about this is not only is the game selling like hotcakes, but I don't know if you guys have heard about this. There's kind of a Nintendo Switch shortage going on right now. Well, they better know about this because that was like last week's or two weeks ago's podcast. Yeah, it, they better. You're right, Zach. What are y'all doing? <laughs> what are y'all doing? What all do you have better to do it, than listen to us? Nothing. Talk about making a, a bigger problem even uh, even bigger, because right now Japan's uh, going through switches like hotcakes. Um, Japan has um, a 585% increase in Nintendo Switch sales from the previous week. Jeez. You can see that in the States, too. Uh, my friend who asked about getting a Switch, she got lucky and she got her hands on a, one of the Switch flights, but it was the last one. And she said everything else was completely sold out. And I just thought it was like maybe an anecdote on her part. But everybody else I've been talking to says they can't find a Switch either right now. What you really got to watch out for is don't go and buy one off eBay or Amazon right oh, now. Oh, they're getting just, up to like 600 oh, bucks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That is stupid. That is asinine. Make those scalpers and people who buy a lot of them to sell it, make them pay. Like make them just waste their money. Because you can go to Best Buy. It'll be restocked in a week. You'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Um I'm all for, uh, you know, I'm a big Nintendo guy, but don't waste your money, especially feeding greedy people like that. So a couple of questions I have for you guys. Um, why do you think Animal Crossing is doing so well with sales right now? Well, I think, like you said, it's partly due to the virus, but right. another big thing is life sims are in. People love life sims. It's been, I wouldn't say a recent trend, but over the past few years, they've really hit the market hard because gaming has become so accessible to basically anyone. I think I saw something on Facebook the other day about some 98 year old woman who religiously plays Animal Crossing. And for you yeah. know people who are maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, the game still appeals to them because you know no matter what age you are, everyone can play well what can i say life simulators are great because i can do things in them that i can't do in real life you know like buy a house and find a girlfriend and be happy and <laughs> 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 got depressing quick oh, i know JP. what i i know what i said <laughs> <laughs> but no absolutely it's just the fact that you can't really go outside right now this has everybody up in arms and it's just this really was the game that came along at the perfect time nobody could have seen this coming and animal crossing is just there to give you a nice warm little hug yeah i'd be curious if say like this game came out 
six months earlier or six months ahead of now if it would do quite as well as it has been. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, I totally I, agree. I definitely agree too. I think this is the perfect storm. And um, I uh, am going to be curious to see what its sales numbers are when it's all said and done because um, I think it's going to be up there, guys. I think it's really going to be up there. I mean, the thing that makes me skeptical about what the sales would have been like had we not been in the center of a pandemic is this statistic right here that the last Animal Crossing game, which was New Leaf on the 3DS, achieved about 700,000 sales during its opening three days, which is less than half of what we saw from New Horizons, despite the 3DS being one of the highest distributed gaming consoles of all time, you know? So I think the pandemic has something to do with it. But like I said earlier, I also think that it has to do with the quality of the game. It's bringing people together. Oh, absolutely. Zach has already visited my island. He gave me peaches. <laughs> I did. I did. And he gave me some cherries. It was a good time. He thought they were mangoes, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of look similar, all right? God, don't judge. I called him and I was like, Zach, go see what fruit you have. And he's like, I think they're mangoes. And I said, are they shaped like butts? And he said, they are shaped like butts. And I said, those are peaches. <laughs> hey, man, they they look similar, okay? The butts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I would be, I think this has the chance of selling like upwards of like 15 million to 20 million copies. You guys think that's a little high or what do you guys think? Overall, I don't think that's low at all. I think this is a phenomenon. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the combined sales between physical copies and digital downloads are. But I think those uh, digital downloads are pretty restricted. I don't think really anybody gets to see how many of those are, are sold. So Nintendo usually does their briefings. Um, gosh, it's in the four quarters, I believe. And so we should be getting that briefing actually pretty soon. Granted, that's only going to cover till March 31st. So we'll see how much ends up selling in just those five days. But I am curious. Right on. All right, guys. Uh, what do we have to talk about next? So next up, I'm pretty hyped. This isn't going to be like a normal thing for the pod of like big uh, rumors. But when there's over like 10 different uh, publications talking about it, you know, when there's when there's smoke, there's probably going to be a fire, right? Mm-hmm. I think everybody's going to be excited for this because it, it hits pretty pretty far home with just about every classical to modern day gamer. Right. No, you're absolutely right. So, Zach, you were the one that brought this to our attention. Why don't you read to us what this article says? Absolutely. So this is posted by Andy Robinson on VideoGameChronicles.com. Right. And basically, there's a bunch of details emerging on Mario Switch remasters. And what's really hype about all this is they're talking about remastering and basically like Back in like 1994, there was a Super Mario All-Stars original where it was basically Super Mario 1, 2, and 3 all together. Uh Imagine that, but with the 3D platforms of Mario. So we have Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario 64, and Super Mario Galaxy all to be released in basically a Super Mario All-Stars 2 sort of bundle. I think I had a dream where this happened. (laughs) That is incredible. I mean... Do you know how long I've been waiting to replay Super Mario Sunshine? Right. And uh, if they're remastering it, JP, imagine if they fix like the pachinko level and they update some of those graphics. Oh my God. I think it's amazing. Yeah. They just fix up some of those things. That could be a, people are going to see how great Sunshine is because Sunshine's kind of one of those divisive games. Like some people are like, oh, I love it. Or they're like, yeah, it's probably the worst 3D platformer. So Mm. 3D Mario platformer, which I know you don't agree with that sentiment at all. You love Sunshine. I do love Super Mario Sunshine, but you know what? Mario's Mario. I loved Sunshine. I did. I loved Super Mario Sunshine, but Super Mario 64, uh, the DS version, was my very first game that I got on the original Nintendo DS that came out in, like, what, 2004 at this yeah. point? Yeah. Uh, the In fact, the only game here that I haven't played in this trilogy that's rumored is Super Mario Galaxy. Really? Wow. You never got around to Galaxy? No, I never got around to Gal- Galaxy. Zara, did you play Galaxy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I uh, I hundred percented it. You know, you get all the stars and spoiler. You know, Ow. you get Luigi at the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Can't yeah. spoil that. Sure, he can. The game's been <laughs> out for years. It's been like ten years. So basically, you would get three games, and we're talking like I'm. How they're hyping this up is I'm imagining like a Crash Bandicoot remaster, where it's basically going to be the same games, right? But some quality of life fixes and that beautiful HD texture. 
so we don't have that super blocky Super Mario 64 Mario. Yeah. But um, I, guys, I'm beyond through the roof. Like JP says, it's a dream, and I have to agree with him. Like this is this like this is to celebrate that 35 year catalog of um, Mario. Yeah. And this is I can't think of a better way to celebrate. Like this is awesome that it's true. Oh, absolutely. And you know, we said in a podcast uh, a while ago that a trend has become remastering games, but we haven't really seen Nintendo jump onto that bandwagon yet. And here they are with three powerhouse titles that have been staples for different consoles for Nintendo. And it's all coming at us at once. Like they were saving for something big and I think this is it. Right. Have you guys ever actually, so Super Mario 64 is one of the most popular games for the Nintendo 64 ever. But did you guys ever actually play Super Mario Sunshine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I played you? the crap out of that on the original GameCube, which <laughs> one of most Nintendo fans' most hated systems. The reason why I ask is, yeah, exactly. Like, the GameCube got a lot of flack, and so did this game. I thought it, they were both incredible, so I didn't understand what that was all about. Zach, you are a huge Super Mario Galaxy fan, though, aren't you? Yeah, I, I mean, I love galaxies. Like, that's just like one of my favorite themes. Like, anytime you go into space, it's a win for me. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like, you have Mario with his, like, one of the best video games uh, franchises of all time. Like, it's it's a win-win for me. So, yeah, I love, like, how creative they got with, like, gravity and all mm-hmm. the different kingdoms and how they could pretty much just, if it made sense even slightly, they would go for it. As long as it was fun to play, they put it into that game. And, yeah, I'm excited. I hope they put in uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2, too, because I also, that that came out back when I was into my World of Warcraft days, so I never actually got to play Galaxy 2, so that'd be pretty cool. Why do I feel like I also heard rumors of Super Mario 3D World? Is that correct as well? Yeah, there's talks of that getting, like, the deluxe treatment, so that would be a different game separate from this remaster collection. That is amazing. All right, so I've so got a couple... A lot of Mario. Whole so lot. I've got a couple questions for you guys. First of all, of these three games that the, that are rumored to be released, Super Mario 64, Super Mario and Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, which ones are you two most excited about? If you had to pick one of those three titles, which would you see? Mine, Super Mario 64, for sure. Really? I, I thought you would have picked Galaxy. Well, Galaxy already looks beautiful. They really honestly just have to update, the, like just make it HD and make it look, I don't know, not crazy looking. You know what I mean? right like it doesn't take as much but just going from that super blocky old nintendo style to the current day mm-hmm. i think super mario 64 has a chance of just being beautiful and then that remastered soundtrack guys i i remember just chilling in front of princess's peach castle just listening to the soundtrack it was so good that's amazing <laughs> if you're gonna have to edit that in there for me so i don't sound like an idiot but yeah gosh i oh, don't love you... that music oh don't you worry zach i'll edit it you'll sound great bud don't you worry <laughs> that's <a> sarcasm <laughs> it'll be five minutes of that looping of i'm a mario guys Zar, yeah like zach said Zar, what about you which one do you want to see I'm in the same boat. I want to see 64 because, I mean, like Zach said, uh, Sunshine and Galaxy kind of look similar. I mean, obviously the shadowing and there's a lot more detail in the newer games, but mm-hmm. growing up and seeing 64, which was like the very third game I ever owned, right. and seeing all of the blocky aspects and the very rough textures come into a new light, it's oh, it's going to be beautiful, and I can't wait for it. I, I love how you said the very third game I ever played. <laughs> what were the first two, out of curiosity? <laughs> uh pokemon stadium and ocarina of time oh you can't argue with that you can't argue with <laughs> right that at all. yeah n64 was bomb but yeah, okay you, ne- you never forget super mario 64 jp what about you man for uh when i played Su- when when did i play super mario 64 or which one know, am i most excited which for? one are you most excited for yeah i you know what before the beginning of this conversation i would have <laughs> obviously said super mario sunshine because that's my favorite mario title of all time but you guys are making good cases for Super Mario 64. And honestly, you're kind of right in the fact that, I mean, if any of them need an update more, it's Super Mario 64. Because that game is still considered one of the most revolutionary games for gaming. 
you oh, know, it turned Mario 3D. It gave exactly. him an entire new world. Exactly. So, I mean, like, when you take into account the impact that Super Mario 64 has had on the gaming community, you know, it seems like the obvious choice. But luckily, we don't have to choose if the rumors are true. <laughs> That's the right. thing, like, if the rumors are true, which actually leads me to my next point, Zach. Why are these rumors credible? Well, so usually uh, he might see, like, a post or whatever on 4chan or whatever, not pay it too much mind. Yeah. But there is, like, 10-plus news sources all reporting this, and they all reported on the same day, mm. around the same time. So I'm thinking someone leaked something. Really what I think is going on is Nintendo had to backtrack because of COVID-19 right and um because there was a they had a partnership with lego for the new super mario world like theme park coming out Ooh. and that was supposed to celebrate the 35th anniversary and they were talking about uh there's more news in the direct that was happening in earlier in march and we know mm -hmm. that direct never happened so i'm thinking nintendo's kind of backtracking but some people are leaking information kind of on accident because they're like oh i thought the direct already went out and so really um, yeah so i think there's just kind of like a they, they had to back up their plans. They didn't update everybody or just everybody didn't get the memo or something, you know? Absolutely. So I really think this has got credence and I'm going to cry a lot of tears if this doesn't happen. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I figured that these games were going to receive a remake eventually. I was just iffy if it was going to be on the Switch or on whatever comes after the Switch. I thought maybe they figured it was going to be a little too soon for super mario sunshine and super mario 64 um and even super mario galaxy honestly because that was 2007 which was 13 years ago we are getting old <laughs> yeah we are that's scary <laughs> but no hearing that these rumors are credible that's really good to hear because like i said this is amazing news if it came to be this would keep me busy for weeks yeah yeah. I wish this could have released like this week or after mm -hmm. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Two hasn't worked <laughs> like that. Oh, um, so yeah, I'm pretty hyped. Do you guys have any final thoughts on that? No, I'm just, uh, I hope the rumors are true. Um, I have a feeling that whenever Nintendo decides to do their next Direct, which should be soon since we just got that mini and that seems to be kind of the schedule is like we get that mini and then what'd you say, Zach? Within a month, we get our normal Nintendo Direct. Yeah, that's the uh, rumor. But like I said, you know, Nintendo's backpedaling right now. So we'll see where it ends right. up. But hopefully with under two weeks from when you're hearing this podcast, that actual Nintendo Direct comes up. Fingers crossed. You can take my friends, but if you take my Mario, you've gone too far. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? I didn't say it. I didn't say that. I love you guys. I see how expendable we are. <laughs> Compared, you can't compare yourself to Mario. Mario may have 99 lives, but who gives a shit about us? <laughs> Speaking of hating your friends, you know who else is hating? Xbox. That's right. Yeah, Xbox a little salty. Why are, why are they salty, Zar? Do you know why? <laughs> because they're so annoyed with everybody demanding Switch ports. Everyone wants to see the new and hottest games on the Switch, and Xbox is tired of it. That is understandable. I mean, to make a whole video, that's what we have here, right? Is Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, made a, a video kind of like, hey, we're not porting everything to the Switch, shut up. So he got interviewed by Unlocked 437, and then he got asked about like, well, how do you feel about um, porting stuff to the Switch? And then uh, Zara, do you want to read that quote for us and see what he says in response to that question? I don't really love this idea that for every one of our games, there becomes this little rumor on, is it going to end up on the Switch or not? I feel like we should set a better expectation with our fans than that. Ouch. Woof, that's pretty That, that to was the a money. little bit of a jab. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Xbox, play nice. Come on. Set they a better example. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Now, here's the thing about Phil saying this. The Switch, Nintendo altogether just kind of got its credibility back for third-party titles, you know, because a lot of people were afraid to put their games on the Switch for a while until obviously it was selling well, and then the Switch, it's like that Thanos quote, you know, the one. 
You couldn't deal with your own failures. And where did that lead you? Right back to me or some shit like that. I feel like that's what's going on here. And uh, Phil is still just a little hesitant about putting the big titles on the Switch. Like, I'm sure we could probably guess what the big ones are, right? Like Gears, Halo, things like that. Oh, right? yeah. Like, they're going to want to hold on to their some of their exclusives, but... I can I can understand understand their frustration with the overall community because yeah everybody lately has been demanding what's coming to the Switch who's gonna be in Smash and Xbox is like hey we have our own console too we right. don't need to let Nintendo take some extra credit for something we already did right. but at the same time. I see it as a win because you're making your games more accessible. And I mean, you still get a cut of that profit. I'm definitely, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like in the Microsoft Nintendo like partnership right now. Cause that's making me lean towards when the day comes, I might pick up an Xbox series X over a PS five because I can play all my Xbox games on my switch or I can play my switch games on my Xbox. You know what I mean? PlayStation um, does not play nice with others. That is a fact. I will give you that. Right. I mean, they don't have to. They're dominating right now. Or they were dominating and they kind of in a lull right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it's kind of where Xbox is at. They're kind of like, they're kind of like a dog kind of wounded right now. And they're kind of getting stepped on right now on top of it. Like, well, hey, is it coming to Switch or whatever? It's like, hey, we have an Xbox. Okay. Get on Xbox. You know what When's I mean? Halo coming to the Switch? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's when we stick up. He's like, guys, we're not going to bring everything to the freaking Switch. Get over it. <laughs> what I kind of get is a little bit of a comparison of like Xbox is an older brother and they're just tired of having to give half of their cookie to Nintendo who just constantly tugging at the bottom of their shirt like, hey, hey, remember me? Hi. Can I have <laughs> some? You know Cup what? It. When you put it like that, neither of you are the eldest sibling, so you don't fucking get it. But me. (laughs) (laughs) Jakey, put us in the mindset of Xbox right now, man. How are you feeling? Oh, my God. It's, you know, if you're going to be going off of that analogy. And by the way, to my brothers, if you're listening to this, I love you both very much. But. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, here it is. There's the but. (laughs) Yeah, but. It's just, if you're using this analogy to kind of go off of it, I mean, I think there's a little bit of credibility to what Zar just said. More than anything, I think that Xbox has kind of recognized the value of console exclusivity when it comes to certain titles, you know? Um, Xbox, I think, and they may have the most powerful console that's coming to the market right now, but that didn't help them with the Xbox One. And I think they are pondering on whether or not that's going to help them here. And I mean, like, it's ironic because Nintendo was in the same boat a while ago after the Wii U flopped so hard where they were just considering being a game-making company. And, you know, now everyone's asking for Xbox games on the Switch. So, you know, if they know what's good for them, in my opinion, they should probably hang on to whatever games they have that are exclusives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't be sharing your market too much with it. Like, I would... I would be incredibly shocked to find out that Halo goes on to any other platform aside from an Xbox or a PC. Exactly. Like that, that would be almost like they're scared and they're about ready to strip everything down. Mm-hmm. Nope, I totally agree. All right, not to be that guy and like poke a hole in your, your argument, but uh, Nintendo's been the longest video game company, so he's definitely the older brother. Just saying. Well, the longest console standing because that the actual oldest goes to atari that is technically true but it's not the oldest company because nintendo was founded in like 1893 and i know atari wasn't so okay yeah but they were 93 what (laughs) no that's true that is true but they were a toy maker hey for most of them for it's, most of those years. In fact, they didn't start making video games until the NES, right? They did they arcades. Do, did they do the Game & Watch? Yep. Or was that a different thing? They did Game & Watch and they did arcades. Okay, so yeah. They got into it then. That must have been the 70s, 80s? Uh, yeah, 70s. When they finally right. got into it. So, yeah. But until then, Nintendo was a toy maker. So technically, Zach is right. But... Uh, I'll take technical technicalities. Just like an actual <laughs> older brother... He's kind of a douche. <laughs> factual, factual. 
Trust me, I'm an older brother. JP, will you please do me the satisfaction of reading the next point? All right, absolutely. So let's go to the script. Oh, come on, why do I have to read this? <laughs> oh, I want to feed on your tears, please. Oh, fine. <laughs> All right, the next article we're reading, Sony delays The Last of Us Part Two indefinitely. You know there's a pandemic going on, right? <laughs> I know. I enjoy some suffering, but mainly just at Sony's expense. <laughs> that indefinitely is a scary word. Not the actual people of Sony. I hope everyone's fine. Just the company in a pure, you know, pure competition standpoint. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2 suffered a delay before the pandemic with Naughty Dog announcing in October that it was pushing the post-apocalyptic game back from a February 21st release to a May 29th release. Now we have no idea when to expect the title. Okay. This is heartbreaking. <laughs> Right. Why did you make me read that? So JP, the tweet says update. SIE has made the uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR until farther notice. Uh. Logistically, the global crisis is presenting us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. That, you know what? Like I said, that stings. My my thoughts on this are probably the game was going through its final last couple of fine-tuning tweaks before it was supposed to be released next month. And they knew that they would be putting their staff who's working on the game at risk by forcing them to stay in a room together. That, and I think that they believe sales would have suffered a little bit because nobody wants to go outside for the pandemic. My counterpoint to that is look how great Animal Crossing did. <laughs> right? I mean, even at least a digital download. Like, exactly. That's fine. But see, I know that they believe that. That they believe that, hey, everybody's inside right now. This is a perfect time to release the game. Which makes me also think that there's probably another reason why they're delaying the game. And my best bet is probably going back to the game developers, probably, you know, risking their health and safety a little too much. I know game devs get pushed quite a bit, but I mean, to do it when you're in the middle of a pandemic that literally spreads by being in co close quarters with one another all the time. I think Sony was like, okay, yep, you know what? We don't need that right now. Let's just hold off for a little while. I think our fans will understand. Oh, JP, I cannot wait for you to read the next article. Um, so my, my thing that I've been reading on Reddit is that, and this is speculation, but they're in the final stages. Like the game is coming out next month, the end of the month. So I guess it's almost two months away. Right. Stuff, everyone, they're thinking that this was like, they're just bug fixing at this point. Like the game's basically ready to go. Mm -hmm. But I think JP hit the nail on the head. Like they're worried about sales and producing enough copies of the CD perhaps to like make it so you can have a successful launch event. That could be, that's, that could um, totally be a part of it. So that was kind of what the speculation was going on. They just think they're worried about sales, which I love the counterpoint you made. Like look how good Animal Crossing is doing. I guess it's, it, the coronavirus is definitely going to get worse before it gets better. So I can see what they're saying there, but yeah, it's, um, kind of a double-edged sword it's like damned if you do damned if you don't at this point because it's like yeah like now look how good animal cross is doing but hey we actually don't know what it's going to be like come may 29th it's like it's actually like you said this is probably going to get worse before it gets better so what i'm hearing and you can totally tell me if i'm wrong but like i agree with zach that their game is basically done yeah like if it's not already done it's basically there and from what I got from the tweet, kind of hit me the wrong way a little bit, that they want to provide the launch experience that players deserve. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds like, well, we need this virus to be done so we can have every single person at every game store at midnight the night it launches. Like that to them is going to be a successful launch. And I just don't think that's the case. And I think if they're going to wait for that perfect time to release when everybody can go back outside they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot that's the thing that sucks the most about this is we don't have reasons we don't have reasons why this is happening we just have a ton of speculation going on and that was probably completely intentional on playstation's part but still i mean you could be right that could be an absolute possibility too there's just so many factors with you know how the coronavirus is affecting the gaming industry right now that's hard to pinpoint 
one factor and it's probably not one factor there's probably just multiple things that came together to the point where playstation made this decision that broke my heart and probably a lot of other sony fans hearts as well but it's awesome so it does suck just but you know what i've said it once before in a different episode and i don't even think it was regarding the coronavirus but i said that you know for the health and safety of the game developers i don't mind them pushing back games I really don't. If it's for people's health and safety, you're going to get people that bitch. But you know what we call those people? Assholes. The worst. (laughs) The worst. Yeah. So, guys, I wanted to add. So I did some deeper digging into this because you guys know Xenoblade's launching on May 29th. And I would be feeling the exact same thing you're feeling, JP, if they delayed it. Right. So Nintendo's still releasing Xenoblade. I mean, things are obviously subject to change. They said that in their mini direct, but Nintendo even retweeted that, hey, like after Sony tweeted that, like two minutes later, Nintendo's like, we're still launching May 29th. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that's like shots fired or throwing shade or just poor timing or how that worked out, but yeah. It's probably a little bit of all that, to be honest. <laughs> D, all of the above. That last article was from VentureBeat Mike Minotti. Um, the next one is Kotaku. And this is by Jason Schreier. He said that as Naughty Dog crunches in The Last of Us 2, develops wonder how much longer this approach can last. So it's no secret, since there's been delays, that Last of Us 2 has been very taxing on the people. The expectations are high. JP has done nothing but talk about how great The Last of Us is, and he's so correct. The bar is high for this game. Uh huh. Um, but basically, there's this ginormously long article. The TLDR of it, too, to just paraphrase it, is... People are feeling a bunch of pressure right now and nobody wants, none of the graphic, none of the workers want to come work at Naughty Dog right now because they're asking the developers to crunch way too much. Yep. At Naughty Dog, nobody asked the developers to crunch. Nobody has to ask. They're going to do it anyway is one uh, quote I just took out of the excerpt. The the thing that really sucks is this is something that's not exclusive to Naughty Dog. And I'm not trying to defend them, by the way, in saying that. But I'm just pointing out that there is a problem in this industry as a whole where these developers really get pushed past their limit. You know, I've worked jobs before where you kind of get pushed beyond your limits when it comes to how long you're working. And it's terrible. It's mentally draining. It really is. It's terrible. So, but anyway, you were talking about this specifically with Naughty Dog. And I'm sure that feeling must be magnified tenfold when you're working on a game that's anticipated as the last of us, which to right. some people has been deemed one of the best games ever. Yeah. I was just, so that was kind of like, I want to find more reason to like why they delayed this game. And I don't know. That's something that I came across was like, yeah, the bar right now for this is pretty high. And Sony, I think knows that too. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're worried about sales. Cause like, if it doesn't do well, this could really be a, a big shot at Naughty Dog. And that's one of their best developers. Naughty Dog did Uncharted too, right? They've done yeah, Naughty Dog has done loads of things. Zar, you know about this too, don't you? Just all the things that Naughty Dog has done? Oh yeah, they, they've they done, uh, I think it was Jack and Daxter, uh, oh. Crash Bandicoot, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naughty Dog, since like the PlayStation 1, has closely worked with PlayStation and almost considered them their parent company and pretty much just make exclusively for, for PlayStation. I think the worst part about this is... For these developers, I mean, when they started the project and heard that they were going to be working on The Last of Us 2, they were probably so incredibly excited to be working on something that's going to be, you know, so incredibly anticipated by its audience. And at this point, you know, when you get pushed too hard on a project like this, it doesn't matter how good the game's going to be. They're not, they're going to hate it. They're going to hate their work by the end. And when you hate your work and you don't have the passion anymore for doing it, the product suffers. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's heartbreaking to hear that these people who are working on this game are starting to feel this way. Definitely a terrible situation. I know I kind of joked about it earlier, but yeah, kind of stings that all these people are going to work their butts off. They're going to have to wait to see if their work pays off. Mm-hmm. Naughty Dog really sounds like they're going to be suffering from this whole ordeal for a while. We'll see how that pays off in future games because Last of Us is basically, basically done at this point. I mean, not to say they won't make a Last of Us Part Three, but like just like 
um, their next game. I'm curious to how it is impacted from all this turmoil they've had from these uh, from this game. I'll put money down that there's going to be a Last of Us Part Three. I know for a fact that, and you know what, I I'm of the opinion that like after this is said and done, The Last of Us Two is still going to hit amazing sales and it's not going to be affected too much we that's the other weird thing that i noticed about this is like the last time sony delayed the last of us part two they at least immediately after gave us a new date to look forward to i think the fact that they did not give us a new date they just said this is delayed indefinitely i think that just says a lot about what's going on right now right it says that there's something obviously wrong that if if all of the chaos was not prominent right now that they would do everything they could to get this game into the hands of gamers it's a company that cares it's a company that's been around for so long that they have a good rapport with the community and developers that this is definitely not to spite players no absolutely all right guys well now that i'm nice and bummed out what else do we have to talk about today well, there are some new games coming out. All right, new games coming out this week. Um, yeah, not a lot, guys. Not a lot. But nope. Yep, the new games coming out this week. It's a very, very short, limited list. But we do have a diamond in the rough. We do. So first up is Below. It's coming out for the PS4 on April 7th. I have no idea what that is. Do you guys know what that is? Is that a like a, a game rendition rendition of the movie that came out recently? Because I think there was a below movie that came out. I honestly don't know. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I mean, I'm guessing it's its own thing, but yeah, it definitely looks like its own thing. <laughs> so below is an indie dungeon crawler that's coming to the PS4. Uh, if you're into dungeon crawlers, the graphics look good. Uh, the gameplay looks good. Couldn't hurt to check out. Uh, next up is uh, Fallout 76, <laughs> uh, Wastelanders expansion. Boo. That's coming out to uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One on April 7th. Boo to you, sir. Listen, um, I've heard this game's gotten a lot better from the shit show it started as. But, yeah, it will um, just make you pay a hundred bucks to play by yourself. Oh <laughs> That's a step God. in the right direction. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you expect Bethesda to come out with some questionable products here and there. I fully get that, but Fallout 76 was terrible. Yeah. Even by Bethesda standards. They're trying to shape a melting turd. Oh. <laughs> is all of their doing. It's not going to turn into a snowman. It's not going to look pretty. Just leave it alone and hope somebody else picks it up. Do you want to build a fallout? <laughs> We've gone and took out all the singles. <laughs> now the game is bad and we're charging you more. Get over it. <laughs> anyway, next up is Convoy. That was really That's, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can make a musical. That's the next step of the pod. Uh, next up is uh, Convoy for the PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. That comes out April 8th. Okay. Indie gym, I imagine. And then finally, guys, our big game of the week. Something that we are all excited for, even though one of us more than others. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out April 10th. So just out of curiosity, one of us more than the others, which one of us were you talking about? It's you. Is it me? It is me. I yeah, know it's me. the PS4. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you guys can be excited for me. Maybe the excitement you have for me is more than my excitement, which probably isn't true because I'm really excited for this. But still, I can dream. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Basically, like an early birthday present for you. So, yeah. JP, what are you most excited for with this Final Fantasy VII remake? So, I've seen a little bit about what they've offered as far as just like trailers for the game. So, first of all, um, I don't have like this super deep history with Final Fantasy, to be completely honest. You know, I, in fact, the first time I saw a Final Fantasy character was in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Amen. Where you see Cloud in Kingdom Hearts 1. That was the first time I was like, who the hell is this guy? And why is his sword so big? Like, that's not practical. <laughs> and then I got into anime and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's just, uh, that's how it be. But anyway, <laughs> it be, but that's how it do. Anyway, I finally got around to playing Final Fantasy VII 
um, just the turn-based RPG after a while. I fell in love with the characters and I fell in love with the game. And that was basically it until I found out about this remake and I was like, okay, well, it's probably going to be the same thing, you know, just um, updated graphics, updated music, the whole shebang, but the pretty much gameplay, but no, no, no. From what you see in the trailer, the gameplay has changed up significantly too, to the point where it looks more like uh, more modern Final Fantasies. Like the way the battling system works reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy 15, which was the last full Final Fantasy title that went to PS4, I want to say in 2017 or 2018. What I'm most excited for is uh, seeing how this new battling system works out. Because, you know, we get these remakes and it's the same thing all the time. It's just, oh, the graphics are better um, and blah, 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 blah. But every so often a mechanic changes that actually changes up the way the entire game feels. And if you need an example of that, Zara, you might agree with me. The camera angles in Resident Evil 2, the oh, remake. So much better. It, yeah, right? Something so little improved the gameplay significantly without doubt right leaps and bounds it's the difference from running away from an unkillable enemy only to hit a wall and die to <laughs> being able to maneuver and run with your tail between your legs for an entire level <laughs> so the point of that is yeah exactly it's just a little mechanic change and this isn't even a little mechanic change, to be honest. The battle system is some people's favorite part about Final Fantasy VII. So seeing that change is going to be very interesting. So you said it, it more closely represents Final Fantasy XV, I think. Um, just, just the battle system. Just how the battle system. is the battle system different from its normal turn base that it originally was? Well, you know, uh, Final Fantasy VII was your standard turn-based RPG. So think like Pokemon, where, you know, one person attack you have a list of attacks. One person attacks first, and then you do some damage. And then another person attacks, and they do some damage. End of turn. Next turn, you select an attack. That's the kind. That's how you played Final Fantasy VII, the original. Final Fantasy VII, the remake, plays a lot more where you're actually, like, Dark Souls-esque, where you're rolling around and you're running and hitting someone when you see an opening, and that's what I mean when I say that the battle system has changed. How do you think the fans are going to like this change, especially with such an iconic game as Final Fantasy VII? I mean, I, I don't know much about Final Fantasy VII, but I feel like I got a good feel for the series just based off of right. everything I've heard from this iconic game. So that's a really great question. Final Fantasy, I mean, the whole package is special, but what makes Final Fantasy really special every game is the characters. As long as the story stays true to what fans know, I think that the remake and the way that the battle system has changed is going to be received really well, as long as the characters still stay the characters, you know, because that's what makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. Definitely good luck with Seth Sephiroth. Oh my god, Sephiroth. What a what a prick. I don't <laughs> I don't think he's gonna he was a badass in Kingdom Hearts, like trying to beat Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts one, especially. I think that was the hardest Sephiroth battle. He was like the true final boss, right? Oh my god, he was He yeah. was not the true final boss. The true final boss was uh one of the the wasn't it the lingering um, will oh, what is it? castle? it wasn't the lingering will his name was unknown and he was from organization 13 you don't find out who he is until kingdom hearts 2 was it was it xehanort i think it was xehanort I'm, I'm almost certain it was xehanort okay but um yeah he was supposed to give you that little inkling that kingdom where kingdom hearts 2 would go that it's not just about the heartless and this evil that there is somebody and some community of people pulling the strings right so in conclusion with all of that i'm excited for the final fantasy 7 remake i hope you're excited for the final fantasy 7 remake or at the very least i hope you're excited for me to be excited about the final fantasy 7 <laughs> remake i'm so happy Absolutely. for you <laughs> especially since like zach said my birthday is coming up on the 20th so it's like an early birthday present. Happy birthday. Save it for 420. <laughs>
We have uh, two more games to talk about really quick. Tharsis for the Nintendo Switch on April 11th. It's basically another indie gym. It's a game about space and turn-based uh, survival strategy game. Very cool. Probably already know if you want that or not. And then after that will be Someday You'll Return, which is on the PC. And that is a horror game. Ooh. I haven't heard much about that, but if you like Silent Hill or Outlast 2, you'll probably like this. I haven't played a good horror game in a while. I'm probably going to be picking that up as well. It's been a minute. Oh, good, good, good. On, good, your, good, on good. your PC, JP? You're going to tell yes. us how great your Have PC Have I told is? you about my PC, you guys? I built it. It's great. <laughs> we all know how great your PC is. Do you? I don't know if you do. You don't sound sincere enough. Let me break out my whiteboard and explain to you the pros and cons. Give me a play-by-play, please. Uh, well, I'll have to save it for another episode of the podcast, because I think for now we have run out of time. Just like our last game, someday <laughs> we will return. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Any parting words? Nope. Uh, I know it's weird to be getting your guys' uh, segment, the fun segment, at a different point in the week than usual, but... We're going to see how it goes, and I'm really excited. Uh, later this week, we're just going to be talking about the games that we are playing right now. Have a deep dive into that, which is a pun for what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to hear about that. Oh, 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 puns, 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 puns. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast. I will leave you all with this nice little positive note. The CDC urges everybody to stay indoors and play video games. So have fun. <laughs> I can't stay inside, Czar. I'm an essential employee. Don't be essential. <laughs> this is, apparently it pays more to be a bum. <laughs> yes, it truly does. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast.